Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing again. Believe in a power greater than what you are going through when you don't know what to do. That's right. When you don't know what to do, just keep on breathing. From New York, the City of Angels, both of them, <laughs> welcome to all my listeners out there in Radio Land. I'm Dave, the Caregiver's Caregiver at caregiverdave.com, along with my lovely co-host, Adrian Gruberg at the Caregiver Space. Say hello, Adrian. Hello. See, she's there. Coming to you live and on demand 24-7 on numerous syndicated radio <laughs> and podcasts on 25 audio and video platforms including shows like iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Vimeo, Stitcher Radio. I mean, the list goes on. And, in fact, we're voted number one, and we're proud to be number one uh, caregiver podcast on the top 50 on Player FM and number three on Feedspot out of thousands. And we especially uh, are excited for today's show. And we have with us former adult daycare facility owner Aisha Treadwell, Hear about some powerful tools for caregivers and how to deal with dementia, as well as how Aisha also provided alternative care plans to hundreds of caregivers and families. And due to the COVID-19 crisis, she transitioned the adult day facility, instead of going broke, to a caregiver resource <laughs> center, continuing to provide seniors and caregivers with care just in a different way. But before we get started, I want to take this moment and thank my last week's guest, MJ Vogel, Three Habits for Radical Success to Accomplish Everything You Ever Wanted. MJ's a high-performance transition coach who has and continues to have a chronic illness and gets through it miraculously. And just a reminder, you can watch or listen to that interview and all our interviews on our membership website, caregiverdave.com, or any of the other 25 networks, some I mentioned, iHeartRadio, iTunes, etc., uh, as well as this one, also, and uh, I think that's enough of that. Aisha, welcome to the Caregiver Dave Show. We're so excited to have you on. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. And I always like to ask my guests, um, what's that question we always like to ask our guests, Adrian? We Should always ask them what their purpose, why they were put on this earth. That's right. Oh. Why was Aisha <laughs> Treadwell put on this earth? I thought I'd let Adrian say at that time. <laughs> okay. Well, I found my purpose to be uh, oh, a change agent in the way senior care is provided. Well, that's needed, isn't it, Adrian? That's good. Yes. Yeah, short and sweet to the point. <laughs> That's so tell me, me were you were you ever a caregiver uh, to a personal family member? People I have like had a that. couple of caregiving experiences, um, more so with my mother uh, when she had surgery. So I just took care of her mm. a couple of times um, when she had nurse, knee surgery. Three times makes a charm. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> my father uh, is suffering from Parkinson's, but he is in Indianapolis. But I get to kidnap him uh, every so often, bring him down to Atlanta to enjoy some better weather than Indianapolis and spoil him <laughs> oh, a little yeah. bit as he's done all my life. So. I love Atlanta. I've been there many, many times. Um, do you love Atlanta? I do love Atlanta. We get a little Sorry. taste of the seasons. Um, I didn't mean to put you on the stop spot there. Of course you love Atlanta. <laughs> yes, and I city. said next time you come, we have to meet in person. Yes, thanks for reminding me. <laughs> now, what kind <laughs> of care did your adult daycare facility provide to the seniors there? How did it work? Uh, we provided care during the day uh, for seniors that couldn't stay safely in their home by themselves, that either suffered from a cognitive or physical impairment. And so they would come and have fun with us all day with activities and good food. But then we also had medical oversight. Wait a minute. Um, wait a minute. You had good food there? Of course. My mother is the cook. <laughs> so you know no it's wonder, good food. No wonder. Uh, it's the 
Wow, good food. Motherly, motherly good food's food. important, yeah. And, good food uh, and smell <clears throat> good, which I heard a lot of people say <laughs> when they would come through the door. Because going along with mm-hmm. being a change agent and the way senior care is provided, facilities don't have to smell bad to take care of seniors. Right. Amen to that. <laughs> so you also said you have fun. So what kind of fun? Because uh, caregivers need to learn how to have fun with their loved ones. What kind of things did you do to, uh, you know, just have a ball? We had activities throughout the day um, based on whatever they like to do. So we had a lot of uh, participants is what we called them, participant-led activities so that they were involved and they were doing what they wanted to do, which is being the leader of PAC. <laughs> so <laughs> we would do Pictionary or, um, you know, we would have physical activities, a brain stimulating activity, sensory, um, you know, Bible study, you name it. If a lot of people that came in, they would sit in the lobby and say they are having too much fun behind those doors. So, so give me some examples. Dancing. Give me some examples of some of the things that they <laughs> like to do, especially. You know, um, we used to have a uh, where we would make healthy smoothies. And so they would put all that together and share that with each other. Um, as much as we tried to lessen bingo, that was just not an option. We had to have bingo. Mm. So we just created bingo. bingo. <laughs> That's a big hit, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Um, and I think it's more about the prizes. So we had created <laughs> where they could win uh, adult day money and spend it in the store at the end of the week. Um, so what is adult day money? Explain that. We created it. We created our own money. Wow. And what yeah. kind of things can they buy in the store? <laughs> um, you know, Snicker bars. Well, we didn't have much candy. Um, but more oh, of yeah. just needs that they, you know, they some of them couldn't get to the store. So if they could buy lotions and uh, feel-good self-care stuff brushes. and brushes and, yeah. Got it. Yeah. But they'd rather have Snickers bars, right? I'm sure. You know, we were asked many a times if we would get a margarita machine, but that was crossing the line of my business license, so I couldn't have it. Well, that. you could have made virgin margaritas, you know. So how long? That how is much long virgin margaritas. Yeah, but they don't know, do they? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, these were uh, where the caregiver comes and just drops them off and they leave, right? They're not yes. there having fun with you, are they? I'm sure they would have liked to, but they had to go to work or go get their own respite time. Right. Right. Absolutely. They weren't going to let let that opportunity go to waste. So how long were you in business? A little over 10 years. Oh, wow. And then um, did you also have special education programs for the caregivers, like when they would pick them up or maybe a special day uh, that you would, you know, teach them how to be better caregivers or anything like that? Well, when I started to um, get a lot of feedback and questions from our caregivers, uh, my, um, our nurse, our RN and I ended up becoming trainers for powerful tools for caregivers and dealing with dementia. And those were both um, education programs to support the caregiver. Um, I wanted to know what the age range was of, of uh, I'll call them your members. <laughs> okay, the thank you. Um, our average age was around 80 years old. Okay. That's a good age. <laughs> mm-hmm. A good age to have a lot of fun too, right? Yeah. So yeah. why, why <laughs> dementia? Um, did most of the people who came uh, to your facility, to your daycare, have dementia, most of them, or not really? I would say about uh, 70% of the people wow. had a cognitive mm-hmm. impairment. Um, and some yeah. had a physical mm-hmm. impairment that just couldn't allow them to be at home and do their daily living tasks right. by themselves. Yeah, I used to sing at a uh, the local daycare center, uh, the senior center, they called it. And I remember um, 
there were some characters, you know, because they would come to lunch there. They would feed them. And I, the food, you know, was okay. Uh, a lot of complaints <laughs> about the food. <laughs> That's why I say if you're, if you got your mother in the back there cooking. Um, but then That's, they got a new chef and, and it was better. It was better food. But, you know, not, not like mom's. Mm -hmm. But, um, I remember, uh, so I'd be singing during the lunchtime and this guy's on the piano and he only knows the same tunes over and over again. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, uh, they can't even hear me, so uh, I could have been terrible. And you know, as long as they weren't throwing fruit, <laughs> tomatoes at me, I, I thought I was doing a good job. But uh, some of those uh, dementia patients are characters, you know, uh, really funny um, because they've got their own little personality, and and you, know, you just grow to love them. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, and, you do. Uh, sometimes they're a little outrageous, and sometimes they're a little loud. And he's oh, there's Harry, you know, doing. He'll he'll be okay. Don't. <laughs> Because, you know, it's startling when someone just yells. And I'm sure you had patients or seniors like that. I don't want to call them patients because they're not patients. Senior gems, yes, that, yes. Brought, uh, that brought a lot of different personalities. <laughs> yeah, and I loved the workers at my particular place because they were, they were just so, man, nothing stresses them out. Nothing <laughs> freaks them out. They just go with the flow. And is it hard to find... Uh, people, staff members who've got your attitude and your philosophy and, and uh, you know, your, your, just, your policies, you know? Well, Dave, I feel like I was blessed with a lot of good um, employees. Um, and they had to learn my standard of excellence. And mm -hmm. if you couldn't meet that, it was okay. No <laughs> hard feelings. I'm sure there's another job out there for you. Mm -hmm. Great attitude. So um, you were in business for 10 years. I'm sure you had. See, I have a gas station. I've, I've had my gas station for, for 42 years. Wow. And, and stuff happens, right? So much stuff happens that I wrote a book about it, Getting Hosed, Secrets, Confessions, and Tales of a Gas Station Owner, because uh, just some of the <laughs> things you wouldn't believe. I would guess that in 10 years, You've got some pretty funny stories or unbelievable stories or strange <laughs> stories that maybe yes. you can probably share one or two of them here and and uh, make make us laugh. <laughs> well, I think anonymously, just... of course. Anonymously, yes. The names yes. change to protect the guilty. <laughs> well, I think it was just always interesting. Um, we would have dance parties. And some of the ladies like to, what we call it nowadays, drop it like it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> they could still do that. So um, we were just there to make sure no one hurt themselves. <laughs> um, I had expanded my building in 2015. I hadn't thought about this in five years. So this is an interesting <laughs> share. But we had, when we expanded the building, we had a pole sitting um, right in the middle of uh, the adjoining rooms and we had to build a casing around it but before we did that they asked if they could use the pole <laughs> so that that shows that that love connection that that sexual behavior never goes anywhere so wow so um, tell me about some of the uh, powerful tools and tips for caregivers that you have come up with. Well, a part of what you said earlier is, you know, with the staff, they are able to go with the flow. Um, the difference is we are, are meeting this person and getting to know them person, the person from where they are right now. Um, having a grandfather that suffered from Alzheimer's, I know it's a little bit more difficult for the family member mm. because it's a person that you knew. Yeah. And now some of the behaviors are changing. But to um, go with the flow and at some of the most difficult moments, just laugh at them. Mm -hmm. um, like, I had a woman come into my office or use my office one time, one of our members, as Adrian called them, <laughs> and she had mistaken my office chair for the bathroom. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but it was, it was okay. Now, take that into a caregiving situation with 
your full day of you may have yeah. worked or bills or phone calls or it's just not going your way, that can end up being a frustrating moment. So taking those moments oh, yeah. and just laugh, you know, let it go. It'll come yeah, back. I wanted to ask you uh, about the kinds of hours. Were they, were they sort of fluid? I mean, some people would start work at, let's say, 9, 5. Some people <clears throat> might be working 2 to 10. And mm -hmm. did, did you have that kind of flow of people coming through? Or, or were they really 9 to 5ers primarily? We were open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Okay. So, and we just asked so that the um, the person can get the best out of the day, establish a routine to try to be there by ten o'clock. Breakfast though ended at nine thirty, so most people okay. came by nine thirty. Yeah, <laughs> um, they were there till six. You know, the, the caregiver was taken taken advantage of. The full day, which is really what they needed, and which hopefully is smart. that was, yeah, hopefully that was providing <laughs> the um, respite time that they needed to be able to be a better caregiver that evening. Yeah. Now, um, some of the little romantic uh, things that were going on at my daycare center. Uh, these seniors have got a lot of hormones, uh, like junior hires for some strange reason. You know, you think that when you get older, the libido uh, kind of goes away. But um, it, I just recall that uh, a lot of these senior centers are like junior high. There's dating, there's jealousies going on, there's other things going on. Did you notice that too? Uh, do these seniors, uh, you know, love is in the air? Oh, yes. And it was nice to see them have that connection because think about it. You're at home with your most times adult child. You're not getting the affection that you would if you still had a spouse. Mm. So you yeah, find it true. at the center in, in, yeah, a, in a comfortable place with people that are your age. So why yeah. not? Yeah. It's it's cute. It's fun. It's innocent, I guess. But uh, I don't were know actually, if I'd say that. But <laughs> there were either. actually a couple of marriages going on. Uh, two people actually got married. One was like ninety, and he married a seventy-year-old woman. Maybe she just wanted his money. I don't know. But uh, they were pretty good <laughs> match, and they were good on the dance floor. So. Anyway, we are going to take a short break, and we will be right back. Don't go away. Anytime we suffer loss, we grieve. And a lot of people don't realize what even the grief process is. But it could be five to seven steps ranging from denial. I don't believe this is happening. Anger. Oh my gosh, I'm so upset this is happening. To a form of bargaining, how can I get out of this? To depression, which is a very serious thing because that often leads to suicide. And then finally, finally, after you realize you have no more control over your situation and you're totally okay with the new normal that it brings, that wonderful, wonderful place called acceptance. We are a community of caregivers that understands and supports you wherever you are in your journey. We are a place to connect with other caregivers, but more importantly, a place to get practical, actionable help. There are lots of ways for you to get support. First of all, you can download our welcome pack. This will get you started on your Thrive journey. Next, you can ask and get answers to your questions by posting them here in our private Facebook groups. You can also get live online support by attending one of our live Weekly Connect webinars. You can get practical, actionable advice by listening to our weekly podcast. You can hear and read other stories about other caregivers' experiences. Plus, add your own in our weekly Share Your Story forum, posted every Tuesday in the Facebook group, you can access essential resources and download practical Thrive Solutions Packs, all of which are geared to help you thrive as a caregiver. 
you get lifetime access to all of our resources. Again, we're here to support you and help you thrive and to enjoy your life as a caregiver. And remember, this is a place to get hope, not just cope. Well, and we're back on our show with Aisha and Adrian. I'm Caregiver Dave, and we're talking about um, seniors. So you said you were in business for 10 years. Um, what happened that made you have to transition? COVID happened. And we could COVID. no longer, COVID <laughs> happened. COVID happened to everyone. It but did. it really impacted yeah. senior care businesses, um, sure. and which left a lot of our caregivers at home, isolated with their loved one. Um, but we closed thinking that we would only be closed for a couple weeks like everyone else. Um, and two months later is when I had to make the hard decision to pivot the business and um, still provide care for our caregiving community just in a different way. Wow. So what did you open up instead of that? I mean, that was very uh, astute of you. You must be an entrepreneur to think off your feet like that and just uh, say, okay, this is working. Let's change it a little bit, tweak it. Yeah. Well, after you've been in business that long and dealt with caregivers uh, for that amount of time, what we wanted to do was provide services that they could use while they were staying safe in their home. Plus, I had to use what I had because during that time, there wasn't a pool of investment money for uh, senior care businesses. So I had a commercial mm -hmm. kitchen. Uh, we created home-delivered meals uh, so that... That's great. They didn't have to worry about dinner for their loved one. My mom still cooks those meals. And um, <laughs> <laughs> and when we had reached out to the caregiving community, we called all of our families um, to give them the news. We didn't want them to hear about it um, any other way but from us. We also mm -hmm. wanted to find out what they needed. So... We have home-delivered meals. I had a few vans that used to bring our folks in, so we do senior transportation. And we also added a genetic testing lab so that people can take their own health uh, and diagnosis mm. in their own hands and be able to provide that information to their families. Yeah. That's I very cut out empowering. Briefly. Did you mention something about um, um, what are they, where are they getting their daycare um, from, or are they really, there's nowhere available, they got to stay home, is that kind of what's Well, that? there are some that are open. Um, some of the smaller adult days are able to, um, meaning those that can hold like 20 to 25, we're able to open a little bit more um, safely, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, averaging about 50 to 55 a day, it was going to be hard to do that at yeah. the ratios um, that sure. were being recommended, um, as well as the, I mean, just to be quite frank, you know, to open at that ratio, we would have been paying to have people um, come to us. Because they, they changed the ratios, not, yeah. Right. And so that's and just not risk. good business sense. Yeah. Remind me how many the you had again. Wouldn't have been worth it. That's right. How um, many did you have again? We averaged about fifty to fifty-five a day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you hear from those uh, people, those customers, and uh, are they getting along? <laughs> they are. You know what, uh, Dave and Adrian? When um, when I decided to close, we would always recommend that. Um, the people that attended the program bring um, extra clothes just in case something happened. So we mm -hmm. had a closet full of these clothes. And so what started <laughs> the home delivered meals was a couple of us staff members hopped up on one of my, uh, my buses and we put all of their belongings in there. And my mother was like, we need to send them a meal. And so <laughs> we went and delivered their belongings to them and brought them a meal, but it was really us to check on them and say hello. Sure. Yeah, we missed them. I just wanted to know if lunch was the preferred meal to be delivered. 
It, could, it was um, it's a hearty meal, which is what we provided at the adult day center. So you could really use it for lunch or dinner. I just wanted to know whether or not uh, they would stay and have lunch or dinner, whatever, whatever it was, with the other person, so that there was some companionship at the oh, same yes. time. Yeah. Yes, they did. They ate pretty well <laughs> at the center. I'm getting hungry just talking about your mother's cooking. Well, if you come to Atlanta, then I can have you to the center. And is that a promise? Now I'm motivated. Yes, that is a promise. All right. So if I'm going to get a home cooked meal from mom, I will be there. Okay. How far are you from downtown? About forty-five minutes. Well, I guess it's worth the drive. It will be worth it. I promise (laughs) that. Because I'm always downtown. So. Is there a special way to effectively navigate uh, a loved one's plan of care? Everyone needs a plan. Failing to plan is planning to fail, right? That's right. What's your philosophy? Be proactive. You know, there were many times, and I understand um, things happen, you know, like you you had um, mentioned on the break in that um, the commercial that you have Sometimes we don't plan for these things to happen. So, but it's being proactive as much as you can and learning about what's out there and the resources. Um, And I feel like there are a lot of resources there, but then it's navigating through all the resources. You get this long list of who to call, but it's like, where do you start? And that was the other um thought behind establishing a caregiver resource center so that caregivers have someone that they can talk with and find, you know, if there's a list of 10, okay, well, let's, these three are the top um, calls to make and then start to establish the plan because you can get frustrated, as you know, if you're calling, especially a government entity and not Mm -hmm. getting through. Uh. On the phone, so, on hold forever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so did you rent a building when you were doing all this? Uh, did you own the building? I mean, what was the facility like? Uh, it's my building. Um, oh, and so you it's own a, it. I do own it. It's and you still own it. Georgia. I it do still own is. It. So yes. you, so, you can so go back if and to when the way things, things were. Yeah. If and when things return to normal, you're back in business. We'll see. Yes. We'll we see. will see. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're we, capable to. It's an option. We right? are capable to, yes. Um, okay. uh, but right now, I think a lot of the, um, if we can have supporting senior care businesses, then we can assist with where the void is, and that's in navigating the care yeah. for their loved one to assist well, them with that. You're smart. You're an entrepreneur. You'll figure it out. But yeah, you'll I have, have lots of options. Go ahead, Adrian. I have a question. Were most of these people living with their children or were they, you know, aging in place, which is the preferred way mm-hmm. to be, and and their children were overseeing it? Which did you find you mean in their was own home? the best way? Alone, home alone. Oh, yeah didn't have a lot that were living home alone just because of um, whether it was a cognitive or physical impairment. So typically they were living with an adult child mm-hmm. or a spouse, which both okay. uh, have, have things that they need to do during the day. The spouse sure. be encouraged to get respite as much as they could. Um, okay. You know, you don't want to be that burned out caregiver. And the adult child, right. they had to work. For the most part. So I'm concerned for you. I mean, this is quite a, a shift in uh, in business model. Are, are you are you okay? Are you, is the income what it was before? Uh, did you? Oh, have hell, a no. Job? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh hell no! Hell no! Hell no! Are you working a but, job? How are you making ends meet? Well, with our services, um, they it's providing what it needs to right now, and You're getting by. Like, Right. And lifestyle is calm. And I have a virtual learner at home. And so it what it's doing, mm-hmm. it's allowing me the flexibility to be home with him while he's at school. 
but still mm-hmm. um, be able to be there for our caregiving community, pr- mm. providing some sense of services while they are staying safe in their home. Is that your Were son? you able to get any government money? Yes, we did. Um, we were oh, able to great. take advantage of that. So that was very helpful to get us through um, to, to where we are right now. You mean, you yes. mean uh, like PPP? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. PPP and yeah, IDLE, that- yes. I know. Yeah, I got it. Great. I got two of them. I don't know if you got the second one yet, but you better hurry up. <laughs> and they were very, very helpful. Yes. Yeah, we did um, get the second one as well. Oh, so, good I mean, for after you. you've operated for that amount of time. Sure. Oh, you, um, yeah. Yeah. You have, <laughs> you know, You're in you have access to that. And it depends so. on your employees. And if you had a lot of employees, you're going to get a lot of money. So that was good. Yes. Thank God. God provides, doesn't oh. he? <laughs> yes, he does. That's why you have a smile on your face. <laughs> <laughs> you obviously uh, have a love and a passion for uh, seniors and caregivers. Mm-hmm. That shows, and uh, I'm so grateful that you're out there in the community doing this because you're not just doing it to make money or or it's a business. You know, a lot of people think that uh, paid caregivers aren't as devoted, aren't as compassionate as family caregivers, but that's not always true. You know, most paid caregivers, and Adriel will agree, you know, they get depressed when their patient dies, and and, uh, they go through the grief process. I mean, it was their family. They've had a long relationship. Yeah, and I know uh, you're you're kind of the same way. I mean, I'm sure some of your, um, what are we calling them, uh, Adrian? Members. (laughs) Members. I'm sure some (laughs) of your members, I'm sure many of your members in 10 years have passed on, have they? We've seen our share, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but I had a I had a memory wall in the center, to so mm. that we could still see their beautiful faces because you know we did it did affect um, sure. staff just like it does the family uh, because especially with the longevity. I mean, we've had people with us eight nine years, so wow. yeah. And I'm sure the caregivers just love you, and you have a relationship with them as well. Yeah, and I'm hoping that they're not too mad at me right now. We were, I will say, we were the uh, one of the you best were, in the you area. Were the you were the respite. And, um, you know, without opening, it did leave. That was a huge burden. You know, 90 families is, was the wow. amount that we had enrolled at the time uh, and 20 employees. So it's letting go mm-hmm. of almost all of your staff and not providing care to these um, to the family members that were used to it. So, right. You spoiled yeah. them. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but oh, that was so, the fun part, yeah. Yeah, like a yeah. grandparent. <laughs> so you wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> so, no, but I uh, like that because if you think about that, one thing that I said was, they would come to us, and I, I was talking about this on a health care we had last week. They would come to us, and we had the best of them. So we were able to have a lot of fun with them. Yeah. But with those same behaviors would frustrate the family. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I like the idea of of having caregiver training sessions, you know, maybe special events, and uh, if you ever want us to get involved, uh, we will, or virtual events, you know, there's a lot you can do. I mean, it's only the imagination that uh, that keeps you from doing something because, uh, like, you haven't thought of it yet. But I think we should take organize, another break. Yeah. Organize Zoom events, Dave. Organize Zoom events, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, lots of things we can do. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to take okay. another break. We will be right back. Don't go away. Dave Nassani, the caregiver's caregiver, has just released his sixth book entitled It's My Life Too, Thrive to Stay Alive as a Caregiver. It was specifically written for caregivers who know they should be putting their needs first, but just don't know how. Dave is the sole caregiver to his wife, Charlene, since 1996. He knows firsthand what caregivers are going through because he is one. He now speaks all across the country, offering caregivers his amazing caregiver support package. Even the airlines tell us that in the event of an emergency, to put your oxygen mask on first before you help your child with their mask. They know that those who don't heed their advice often black out 
thus becoming unable to help either themselves or their child. And caregivers are exactly the same way. It's my life too. Thrive and stay alive as a caregiver will help caregivers who are neglecting their sleep, diet, and social life and learn to put their needs first. Pick up your copy today or buy one for your special caregiver on sale everywhere and at caregiverdave.com. And we're back on the Caregiver Dave Show, and I'm Dave Nassani, and we have Adrian and Aisha. Um, why does your name on the bottom say Aisha Cooper? Is that your maiden name? Aisha Treadwell is actually my maiden name. Oh, and you've got a lot of names. Be- <laughs> <laughs> I uh, wrote a book about my um, 10-year journey in adult day, and so I wrote that in my maiden name. So oh. maybe everything isn't updated uh, uh-huh. to Cooper. So today you're Aisha Treadwell, yes? <laughs> Treadwell. I, that, right? I am Aisha Treadwell. I confused Good my name. community because everybody <laughs> knew me as Aisha Cooper. So when I yeah. went back to Treadwell, they're like, who, who is she? But, you know, when you have a name like Aisha. I know. <laughs> See, men never have to change their names. But you women, you got the short end of the stick. You're always changing your name, especially when you're marrying. I mean, think about how many times uh, Elizabeth uh, Taylor had to change her freedom, name. Freedom, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Reinvent so ourselves, Adrian. Is that what it is? <laughs> Well, and every time you get a new name, you get a new identity and a new chance to be, uh, uh, you know, new personality and all of that stuff. But let's, for the last half of the show, last third of the show, let's talk about caregivers and their plight. Because you, do you have a list of some how-tos on keeping caregiver self-care a priority? Because as you know, 30% of caregivers, maybe you don't know, but I'm sure you do, 30% of caregivers actually die before their loved ones do. <laughs> Uh, and then their loved ones, you know, have to go into some facility. And it's hard to find a good facility. You know, most of them I wouldn't put my cat in, I always like to say. But um, if you do your homework like I did, uh, I was able to find a really good facility for my mother. And uh, it wasn't as close to my home as I had wanted. It's about a 35-minute drive. But it was more important that, you know, she was happy than I was happy because, you know, she's the one who has to live day by day by day, and they had great activities and great food and and all those things, and that was more important than my convenience, you know. The other, maybe about 60%, 50 to 60% of caregivers just get sick, become sicker, and eventually need a caregiver of their own. And so now you got uh, two people down, two people to provide care for. And there's there's a shortage of facilities, as you know, and there's a shortage of caregivers, and it's only going to get worse. I call it the caregiver tsunami because all the baby boomers are getting older, and um, we're going to need care. And where are they going to come from? Who's going to take care of grandma? You know what I mean? So some how-tos for self-care. What do you got? Well, I'll use what we, um, we just launched a virtual self-care health fair uh, a couple oh, of weeks ago. And it, because our uh, model right now is keep your um, self-care a priority while being proactive in your loved one's plan of care. So some of the things that we brought to the caregiver were the joy of reading. We had our county library come and speak about the joy of reading and some resources that um, they that they could take advantage of even staying at home. The benefits of walking, even if it's just five minutes. Um, decluttering your home because you want your space to feel inviting to you. We talked about journaling, and then we closed it out with a yoga segment. The title wow. of your book is perfect. It's my life too. And they have to keep that at top of mind, that it's your life, too. So if you're burning at both ends, <laughs> you know, who's going to um, take care of your loved one if you do predecease or get sick? So I, I, um, when I'm talking about self-care priority, I want to bring in some of not resources for you to navigate your loved one's care. It's no, what can you do? for yourself. So we look forward to having a series of those self-care health fairs and bringing other things, um, 
massage and meditation and, you know, Mm. how can you just nourish and love yourself? When you wake up in the morning, set an intention to love and respect yourself first. Yeah, and COVID shouldn't be an excuse to stop doing that. You know, maybe you can't go get a massage somewhere, but maybe you have a friend who you uh, are safe with, and maybe you can do uh, the barter thing. You know, if if they're good at massages, hey, you massage me, and I'll go shopping for you or whatever it is you hate to do. And <laughs> yes. uh, it's just it's time to be creative. You know, are those recorded so someone can go and access them anytime? Yes, they um, actually we just released them yesterday. They are on uh, our are YouTube they, channel. Are they free. They are free on the oh, McKinley Caregiver you. Resource Center YouTube channel. And um, we split up each segment so that you could just go to um, the segment that speaks to you. And we're going to do it again in April. So we're hoping to bring very that creative. Was that was our first one. Congratulations. So. You can do it again. So see, yes. you're getting, you're you're a clever entrepreneur. You're doing it all. And uh, I guess the best is yet to come, right? Things you haven't even imagined. Right, yeah. Things you haven't even thought of. Um, Adrian has, um, I don't know how much you know about Adrian, but she has, um, she was a caregiver uh, to her husband, her mother, and her mother-in-law. So she has risen to sainthood. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> and now she started, uh, if that wasn't great enough, now she started this uh, website and Facebook page, The Caregiver Space, and she's got 165 or so people following her. I I think they're all caregivers. thousand people. You said 165. No, I said thousand, but I must have cut out during (laughs) that thousand part. (laughs) Because I'm cutting in and out all the time here. uh, 165,000 it's like the guy on, he says, $1 million. <laughs> um, and so it's a great site, and um, uh, people can go there, and they have, uh, she's one of the few people who still have chat rooms. You have chat rooms, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you're an aftercare person, uh, you know, then you can go to that one. If you have, are a cancer caregiver, you go to that one. Uh, and so on. Spousal caregiver, you go to that one. Spousal, parental. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are the hard ones, well, the parental par- ones. <laughs> well, and spousal. Yeah. Um, you know, dealing and with parents of young, uh, parents of children, young mm-hmm. caregivers. Special uh, needs. Special needs. It, it, it's really in the LGBTQ, all sorts of support groups. And and they're all chats, the yeah. chat rooms, as and well so, as as well as being um, type type stuff. Yeah. Both. So so these are just some of the things that a caregiver can do when they're no longer a caregiver, uh, or maybe even while they're still a caregiver, because she was thinking about this while she was a caregiver. And so I I can't wait to imagine what's next for you, Aisha. Thank because you. I know you're always thinking. Do you have any plans for the future that you're just kind of thinking about that haven't really materialized yet that you can whet our appetite and anticipation? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to, you know, it's been nice to be have clarity and um, go with go with it as it comes. I'm loving that. I'm enjoying I the think- journey. I think you're going to come up with some really original ideas for how to do what you are doing at home as well as having the facility. And I think that the pairing is going to be really amazing. Okay. I have faith in you, Aisha. Thank you, Amy. Maybe the facility is going to turn into this giant kitchen you're going to feed Thousands and thousands of people every single day. Mom your poor mother. I, I hope your mother is young. <laughs> she, this is keeping her young. My mother is seventy-two, and God um, bless her. 
She enjoys cooking, but we keep it at a minimum. If we <laughs> ramp it up, we're going to have to find some people well, she can she'll train. she'll be in charge oh, yeah. of the cooking. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. Add more salt. No, no, no. What, what is this? We can't serve this to our people. What's the matter? Do that over again. She can be in charge. And, and that she can do very well. <laughs> Sergeant, yes. So who knows, you know. Uh, and sometimes God doesn't tell us what we're going to do because it'll scare us. <laughs> you know, you're on yes. a need to know basis. I'm glad nobody told me that I'd be doing all of this years and years ago because it would freak me out. Couldn't handle yeah. it. You know? <laughs> Your faith has to grow. That's so, right. uh, and you have to have those clear moments to be able yeah. to accept it and yeah. know that that's what you move on. And this is no um, accident. Everything happens for a reason. This, this yes. COVID thing and everyone like, disconnecting from everything because people need to disconnect and need to think and meditate and and I assume you're doing that and, and in a way uh, you're under less pressure less stress uh, you can relax more you can spend more time with your uh, good-looking son that I saw on Facebook how old is he eight he's 14 14 sorry I can't believe I have a 14 year old he was probably eight, eight in that picture but once right, they become teenagers uh, for some reason they don't like to get their picture taken so it's hard ah. for me to do that well you're lucky he even still likes you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden the parents well, don't tell me that no 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 <laughs> just enjoy it while you can I'll just say to say that teenagers you know it's a strange yes. culture especially today but right. uh, you know, the the better you raise them, uh, make them more family centered and home centered, and they can resist that peer pressure as they get older. And uh, you know, there's there's a lot of good winners out there, uh, and he might be one of them. We'll just pray that he is. <laughs> we will yeah. pray. Yeah, <laughs> I have seven kids, and I have oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I said that wrong. I have three kids, yeah. three daughters. Okay. And seven grandchildren, ranging from 34 to 16, and a brand new great granddaughter who's just like two or three months old. So adorable. I got a lot of people I I uh, not worry about, but concerned about. You know that they stay on the right track, but uh, grandparents. Uh, you know, we lost the control that we had as as parents. Just think of your mother. I mean, she may have uh, opinions about, you know, how to raise your son that maybe you disagree with her. And unfortunately, you're the mother, so you get to veto anything that uh, you disagree about. So, but that's the that's why we spoil them because we can't do other things. But enough of me. <laughs> that's the beauty of being a grandparent. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> But then you can just stay in the spoiling space and make us the bad guy. But it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were a caregiver to your mother when she was going through her surgeries and stuff, did you suffer burnout? Uh, did you make some mistakes that we can learn from? I didn't. Or maybe I used a little too much salt. I remember one day um, her <laughs> telling me... <laughs> with knee surgery and you can't really get up that right. the food wasn't right and I was yeah. like well get up and cook it yourself no <laughs> but what you, what so you we talking about through, <laughs> right so we go through those moments even if it's a temporary situation so you have to find ways thankfully I was in the industry um, so I was able to take a step back and breathe and what what industry the caregiving industry caregiver yes i'm sorry yeah. the, um and had dealt with caregivers and i'm sitting here uh teaching them how to um <laughs> take a breather but you know so i know some of those things take you back uh and you you get really frustrated um and burn out but um it is about just not responding at that moment and taking some time out for yourself to make sure that um, you don't let that get to you as much as you can. I mean, I know when when I had my knee surgery and my boyfriend was taking care of me, I warned him about what I might become. 
just get angry and snap at him and complain. And I just, I said, you've got to know that it's not about you. It's about Mm -hmm. what I'm going through. I was right. (laughs) But the good thing is you warned him. Most people don't warn him. Yeah. Most people won't do that. That's that's what I I had to. I saw it coming. (laughs) We can be real with ourselves and say, yeah, this is how I'm going to (laughs) be. Are you up for the challenge? (laughs) Well, I can't believe how fast this hour has gone. Can you believe how fast this hour has gone, Adrian? It goes by. So if listeners are interested in finding out more about you, where can they go, Aisha? Uh, they can go to McKinleyGA.com, M-C-K-I-N-L-E-Y-G-A for Georgia.com. That is our website, but they can also use that um, same, the McKinley on Facebook, McKinleyGA. And I would just encourage people to go to YouTube because we're posting videos that they could, um, yeah, uh, that with some valuable content on self-care. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I, I just have to say that uh, that's a very, very valuable resource and you're giving it away free. So I would encourage people to go to McKinley. What is it again? One more time. McKinleyGA.com. McKinley GA for Georgia. Yes. Dot com. Right. Okay. And Adrian, uh, how do we get a hold of you if people want to learn more about the caregiver space? It's Adrian at the caregiverspace.org. And all the social media links are at the bottom. And the uh, the website is primarily a magazine at this point, but the Facebook page is really where the uh, forums and the chat rooms and everything else have been enabled by Facebook. Oh, well, that's good. As long as there's a Facebook, you're in business. (laughs) And uh, again, a reminder that all our live shows become recorded podcasts and videocasts on our membership website and also on all those other platforms I mentioned, you know, like iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and so on. Just look for Caregiver Dave or Caregiver Dave on Google. And by the way, we have three free gifts for anyone who just goes and visits caregiverdave.com. And Aisha and Adrian and all my listeners, thank you again for tuning in. And uh, so until next week, same time, may God richly bless you all, as they say in Georgia. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all. Y'all. I live there. Bye. (laughs) Thank you. Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing.